one thing about, I think, being an artist that people don't think about, there is actually a lot of cost of inputs into what you do because you're not picking stuff up for free. Like a lot of people literally ask me if I get my heads for free. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I do not, <laughs> nor is the paint or anything else, but like, what's the total cost of every single piece? And then what's your end goal? And what do you want your profit margin to be? And how do you want to be able to live your life from that? Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. Today my guest is Cassie Everson Martin, but you may not know her by her name. You probably know her by her social media handle, which is Wanderlust Skulls. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I want you to go over there right after you listen to this podcast. Go follow Cassie. Cassie is the artist behind the most beautiful longhorn and buffalo skulls in the world. I am telling you, what she can create with a skull is unbelievable. But one of the reasons why I wanted her on the podcast is not because of the beautiful art she puts into the world, but behind that is what she has created, which is this amazing business. And I got to know Cassie towards the beginning of her journey, and I have been able to follow her through to today, where she's become world famous, been featured in every magazine from Cowboys and Indians to Cowgirl. She's all over the place. Her work is in seven different countries. She's brilliant at what she does. But the thing behind Cassie that I think is so fantastic is her business mindset and how she has basically stomped that broken artist mentality. You guys all know the mentality behind artists is apparently they're supposed to stay broke. Well, Cassie has created an absolutely beautiful business behind her art and she is so funny and she's so talented and I know so many of you are going to get a ton out of today's episode so please share this episode with a creative that you know share this episode with someone who is starting their business because Cassie gives so many amazing tips her story is incredible go see her art if it appeals to you there's no one else better in the world doing it you guys are going to enjoy today's episode please be sure to share this with someone who needs it and never forget decide it is your turn at any moment in time enjoy today's episode we will just go right into it Cassie's like so are we just gonna go into it I was like yeah girl we'll just go straight into this shit because we've got 45 minutes to like let people know who you are and to tell them about your life and inspire the shit out of them to go decide it's their own turn you guys I am here with one of my good girlfriends Cassie Averson Martin who you probably don't know her by her name but you probably know her as Wonderlust Skulls on Instagram she is the OG she is the head honcho she is the woman who creates 
buffalo and longhorn skulls that are absolutely drop dead gorgeous i am not a country person everyone knows like i went camping one time this summer and it you know i'm probably not going to do it again but cassie (laughs) is the girl who is literally in the farm truck fucking with you know cow heads and longhorn skulls and (laughs) i just love you so much so thanks for doing this oh thanks i love you too i'm so flipping pumped to do this today yeah because people have to know you like literally you guys you don't even have to love longhorn skulls you don't even have to love buffalo skulls like I don't have one of those in my home however I have definitely shared them with so many people who would like totally jam on that but you Mm -hmm. have to follow Cassie right now just go over it at wonderless skulls on IG are you everywhere else too I just only follow you on IG I do IG on face IG and Facebook because for me I'm like I just want to choose a couple platforms to focus on you know what I mean just don't want to be like all over the place as of right now. So those are my two places to find me. And it's just straight up like Wanderlust Skulls. That's all. Yeah, that's all. And it's fucking so funny. And you're so good. And your content <laughs> is beautiful. You're an artist through and through. But go back to exactly what Cassie just said. Because today we're going to talk a, li- a lot about how to like, most people say that they're going to do something. And they never actually do it because they think about Mm -hmm. all of the reasons why. And one thing Cassie Mm -hmm. just said is I'm just going to, I'm just on two places and I'm just going to do those two places really well. And newsflash, she has an extremely successful business and she has been able to show up on those two very consistently and create an amazing audience on there. So that is your first tip right now. You don't have to be everywhere in order to Mm -hmm. have an extremely successful business. But before we dive into all of the things, Cass, tell everyone who you are, like, you know, so, give them the 411. I'm Cassie. Um, my husband and I live in Wisconsin. And the fun part about that is when I travel and I go places for what I do, people are like, oh, you're from Texas. I'm like, no, I'm from Wisconsin. And then they give me a strange look, right? So we have two kids. Uh, we totally run the farm life. We've got horses. We help with my um, father-in-law's herd of beef cattle. We're making hay all summer. So if you follow me on IG, you can follow our adventures in making hay. Um, And I'm an artist. And that's what I'm known for mostly is being an artist. And obviously the medium is a little different because it's longhorn skulls and buffalo skulls. And I take what's been like a classic staple in the Western art industry. And I put a little spin on it. I like to say that I do more like modern abstract style Western pieces. But the fun part about what I do is I've taken something that's been classically Western and now I've got people from whole different walks of life that like literally have them in their homes. I have a guy from the Bronx, New York, that bought a steer skull for his bougie apartment. (laughs) Like I've got people that would never have wanted something like this in their home that have it in their home. They're not ranchers. They're not farmers. They're just everyday humans like you and I. And it's just crazy to see where this is like evolved to. Cause I'm coming up on seven years next week, actually, that I started doing this. Wow. Cause yeah, you and I met like what, yeah. five years ago and it was like kind of the 2019, beginning. right? Yeah. I think it was 1819. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yep. So long. It feels like so long ago. But for those of you who don't perhaps like understand this right now, I know there's some of you that probably do because Cass, I don't know if you know this, but do you know who Clinton Anderson is in the horse world? Yes, I do. I okay. know who he is. I've never met him or anything, but yes. I need you to go on his podcast. But anyway, he and I did a podcast together and it okay. really, it really took off. So I have a, a big audience now that listens 
that is in the horse world. So yeah. all of you horse people who followed me because <laughs> of Clinton, like that podcast, we did like 25,000 downloads the first week or something silly, right? So there's oh, so many people. Girl. Yeah, there were so many people that are now listening to this podcast because of Clinton. So some of you may know what we're talking about. But for those of you who don't, like when I first met Cassie, I was like, so, you know, when people go hunting and they like put those like skulls up on the wall, like they put the cow <laughs> skull up on the wall, like you literally see in the old timey movies, that's what Cassie does. But the way that I describe it, Cassie is like, you're like the Vegas style of that. Like I immediately associate you with like high end Vegas mm -hmm. hotel, bougie as fuck, like blinged out, sparkled, beautiful artwork in like the old school cowboy way. Like that's the way I've yeah. always seen your stuff. It's absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. And that's one thing that I've always like kept in my mind, like from a creation standpoint, I'm like I love and respect like the things that I've done before, but like, how can I take this and make it different? You know what I mean? And how can I take it and make it something that somebody wants to be able to maybe like move it from room to room? Maybe they want it in their office for a while. And then maybe they want to stick it in their living room, but also like maybe their grandkid wants it someday. You know what I mean? Like heirloom style pieces that are cool and timeless, but also have that like modern twist on them. You know, I, that's just like how I've always thought about it when I'm creating stuff. Okay. So take us back to like how this started, because I know so many people are going to be like, <laughs> how did this go from an idea to now yeah. your art has been featured in seven different countries, magazines in the Bronx you know, bougie-esque apartment in New York. Like, how did this mm -hmm. happen? Like, how did it start? Tell us. Yeah, so it seems like a simple story, but now when I tell it, people are like, that's really cool. Because I think sometimes we lower, like, the quality of the story because when it's just, like, us telling it, we're like, it's not that big of a deal. But I married a cowboy, a Wisconsin cowboy. So at one point, I'm like, oh, cowboys need skulls in their house. Like, they need a steer skull or longhorn skull or whatever. And I literally walked into the consignment shop in our little town that we live near. And they had a rack of steer skulls in the basement. And I'm like, I'm going to buy one. I think I paid 20 bucks for it. That's it. 20 bucks. And I brought it home and I'm like, I'm going to paint it. I'm going to make it cool. I just think that'd be fun. So I looked on Pinterest. I looked on Google and I'm like, what have people done? You know, what do I like? stuff like that. And I was like, I actually don't really like any of this stuff. So I'm just going to see where it takes me and do something. And the best part about this is the other day I was looking through like some memory stuff. And I found a picture of, I had a piece of cardboard laid out on the concrete outside. And I think Lane, well, she was like 18 months old at this point. And I gave her an egg carton and a tray of paint. And she was over here. And I have a picture of her little butt sticking in the air while she's like, painting this egg carton and I have this skull on a piece of cardboard and I had painted it outside and I put it in our house after I embellished it and did some stuff to it and a lot of people are like that is so cool like I'd love one of those and for two years two flipping years I tell you I thought about it every day I thought about it at night when I went to sleep sometimes I dream about it I would just keep like looking at skulls. And once again, we live in Wisconsin. So everybody dehorns their animals here. And I was like, I don't even know where I'm going to get like skulls with horns on them because they have to have horns on them. 
So fast forward two years. So seven years ago, I quit my retail job because it was just like a toxic place to work. And I was sick of it. And I I was like, I can handle this like stay at home mom stuff. It's going to be great. (laughs) Nothing against being a stay at home mom, because technically I still kind of am too, because I work out of our house. I just felt like I needed something else. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try and find some skulls. So I went on Facebook and I literally typed in a status and said, does anybody have skulls for sale? Like steer skulls. Cause I, I didn't know what to say. I immediately had a reply from somebody. I went and bought three skulls. They were super cheap because that guy didn't even know what to sell them for. I brought them home and I spent the next couple of days literally just painting them. That's all I did. So I'm going to just just want to cut you off right now because I just know that someone is probably thinking this exact same question. Like, are they bloody? Like, do you have to like clean them? Like my first one, like what is the actual like step in that? Um, Yeah. Cut off my head here. You can. Yeah. So the first ones were clean, which I think looking back is a good thing. Cause if I would have had to clean my first ones, I probably would have been like, fuck this shit. I'm not doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I just painted them. And I put them on Facebook and I sold them. I like maybe made a couple bucks, maybe $10. I don't know because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was just like, oh, this price sounds good. Yeah, we'll just do that. Let's throw it out there. And then I'm like, cool, let's find some more for fun, right? For fun. So I found this guy that lived like a half an hour from me. He used to have a herd of longhorns and he had a stash in his hay mouth that he'd just been keeping for years. And I was like, hey, this guy told me about you. He said, you have skulls. He's like, sure, they're my retirement plan. I'll sell them to you. I had no clue what they were worth. So I go to his house and I just kept buying like handfuls at a time. I'd buy them, I'd run out, I'd paint them. At this point, I still didn't technically have like a business page for anything. I was just throwing this stuff up on Facebook and just like doing it. And then it got to the point where he's like, well, kid, I have none left, which I knew. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. I've been out of the Longhorn business for so long. I don't even know who to ask. Like, And so then I just decided to go on Craigslist. And I just got savvy. And I started looking up like Longhorns, Longhorn skulls, Longhorn breeders. And then I found a guy with Buffalo skulls. So then I went and bought a handful of Buffalo skulls from him. And I just kept going. Like, I just kept going. And I made an Instagram and I started growing my Instagram. And then I had my Facebook page, obviously, as well. And I just really focused on those two things. And it was twenty early 2019 when I finally got a website. And I just had been avoiding it. I was like, oh, I don't know how to build a website. So I'm just like, not going to do it. But then I found somebody that did it for me. And they did it very affordably. And they helped me. And I got it up. And then all of a sudden... So I think you and I met like a month after that website had been launched through our mastermind. I went in March that year. I hadn't sold anything all year. Nothing. And I'd signed up for this mastermind that I literally couldn't afford at the time. Like I could not afford to you guys, even I want You it. guys to hear that too. She t- stepped out on a limb and she did something yep. because she knew she had to do it. And she knew she had to put her ass on the line. She knew she had to be scared because she knew that was the next step. I mean, I just love when everyone else says it because I yeah. feel like, you know, 150 episodes in, they hear me say it all the time. And they're like, yeah, this bitch, she does, like, does she really know? But like, it's a hundred percent the truth. You have to do the scary yeah. thing all the time. And now I'm sure that was like one to. of the first a hundred scary things that you've had to do since, but. Right. So then the next thing I do is drive all the way to Texas to do this 
It's called Texas Antiques Week. It's like the Mecca, the dream field of antiques, artistry. It's just like the coolest place. And I drive down there and I'm so excited because I'm going and I'm going to go sell my skulls. I didn't sell a single thing all week long. I I drove 22 hours by myself with a truck bed full of longhorn skulls and buffalo skulls. I didn't sell anything. And then I drive home and I still haven't sold anything. And at this point, I think I had 47 skulls in our tiny ass little farmhouse. Like I was literally always yelling at my kids. I'm like, stop running. You're going to fall and impale yourself. (laughs) And I had them everywhere. I finally sold something five months into that year. It took five freaking months to finally sell something. Not to mention in December of 2018, I had gone to Vegas at NFR and had only sold two skulls at NFR. That's it. I took, and that's why I had 40, like 47 skulls in my house is because I had prepped for that and not sold anything. Hmm. I was thousands and thousands of dollars in debt at this point in my life. And I didn't know what to do about it other than to just keep going forward. I feel like a lot of people probably would have quit at that point. They're like, 100%. I haven't sold this many 100%. months. Like, this isn't working. This isn't going to work. But I just kept going. 2019 got better and it became like my first big year, I could say. And then 2020 came. Crushed with all it. the, you know, the COVID crap. Yeah. I didn't know how I was going to homeschool my kids. I was so busy. Mm-hmm. It was insane. And I literally had my first like six figure year. I hadn't had a six figure year yet. And from then it's just not slowed down. It's just crazy how things work out. Like super freaking crazy how things work out. Do you remember? So I always try to tell like the time and you knew me at the time where I had that, Mm -hmm. like, um, when I did that live event where I was like, literally like drowning, like I lost like 50 grand doing that event. And Mm -hmm. to me, that was like the greatest thing ever. It was like the biggest blessing ever. And I want you guys, anyone who's listening to this, if you were in that drowning stage where Cassie hadn't sold shit, where I had lost like $50,000, where I was like, or, you know, I had invested $50,000 in this, in this event and did not come close to breaking even. If you guys are ever in that stage, please listen to this because every successful person has been in that stage where you are literally at your kind of rock bottom moment where you Mm -hmm. it's either sink or swim. And I truly, I've worked with a lot of people over the years and I will tell you as sad as it makes me 75 to 80% of people sink. They just go get another job. They just go back to doing what they were doing. They just pack it in and Mm -hmm. Cassie and I did not pack it in. And that's the only reason for me to still be here today is that I just kept going. Yeah. And sometimes people don't want to see the light at the end of the tunnel because they want to put all the excuses in front of their face. Correct. The reason to stop instead of seeing like the reason to keep going. Like I knew in my heart, I was like, God has placed us here for a reason. There's Mm -hmm. a reason that it literally burned me for two years. Okay. Why did it burn me for two years? If it wasn't something that I was supposed to be doing. And I just felt like when I finally started that momentum, that's when things changed. And it was just, it was still showing up. It was showing up and being like, hi, with less confidence than I have now. Look at my art I made. (laughs) You want to buy it? (laughs) Every freaking day, even though nobody was buying anything, 
Sure. People were like messaging me and talking to me, but nobody was buying anything. People were watching my stories. I think that's when stories came out was like 2018, 2019. Yes, it totally was around that. Yeah, time. it was 2018, 2019. About, yeah. Yeah. We talked about that like in our mastermind too. But like, I felt like I was talking to nobody, but I just kept talking. You know, mm-hmm. I just kept sharing and showing and, and keep, I kept going. That's all. Do you think one of the things like lately I've been kind of obsessed with this fact that there's so many people like, and I even see it like with people who've worked with me over the years too. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many people that just keep consuming and keep thinking like there's one more thing that they have to learn, or there's one more thing yeah. that they have to do, or there's one more course or one more strategy or one more thing instead of actually just fucking doing it. Like yeah. if you are not actually putting, like Cassie just said, she was just like, do you want to buy this? Do you want to buy this? Do you want to buy this? She got what a thousand no's before you started getting a thousand yeses. Yes. But even then too, like I wasn't even at a good price point. Like I didn't understand like the math side of it, like the business back end part of it. Yes. I wasn't even selling things for that much money. And people were telling me it was too expensive. And I was just like, okay, another Do you feel like when you put your prices time. up? Do you feel like when you put your prices up, things actually started selling more? Yes. A hundred percent. I remember, I remember when I raised my prices on my longhorns and they, sh- it should have been there before that. And this was 2019 too, Christina. Cause like joining that mastermind really did change my mindset. hundred percent. I remember waking up at six 30 in the morning and I looked at my phone and it said I had a sale but it showed me like a $500 sale. And I was like, oh, cool. I sold a Buffalo skull in the middle of the night. That's neat. <laughs> and then I went and looked at like the back end because I have Shopify as a platform. If anybody wants to sell art or product or whatever, I love Shopify. Totally recommend it. That's an unpaid plug. But I look and I'm like, what? It said for the day I had 6.3K sales. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't understand. I'm like, no, I just sold like a Buffalo skull. So I went and looked at the orders. Cause it'll give you like an order sequence, right? Like the last people that bought from you, what have you, I seen the name of the woman who bought. I'm like, oh, cool. She came back for a Buffalo skull because she had bought a longhorn skull. I think it was like three weeks before that. Cause I wasn't like consistently selling stuff. And I'm like, cool. She must've liked it so much that she came back for this Buffalo skull, but there was two orders there. She had done one order for a Buffalo skull and she'd bought five longhorns in one order. Wow. And I figured that out and I was like, what? <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> and that was exciting. And I feel like that also gave me the confidence because I had raised my prices. Somebody came and found me. They saw the work. They had purchased one. They had appreciated it and they came back for more. And that woman has 13 skulls for me now. Like she's become a collector. <laughs> like she's become a collector. And I would say her home style is like Jesus, Nashville, and John Wayne had a baby. Oh my That's God. That's what I say. Like, it's so cool. It's, it's so cool. Like I've seen pictures of her house. She sent them to me and I love it. <laughs> oh my God. That's so freaking cool. I love that. Hey y'all, it's Christina. Just jumping in here for two quick seconds to first of all, say thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for 
being a subscriber or leaving us a five-star review or leaving us a comment or really thank you for copying that link and sending this episode to someone who may need it. It's how we get the podcast out. You know, there's no advertisements on this podcast and it's just how we get the message out from myself and my guests because This is really why I'm showing up each week is to help people decide it's their turn. And the second thing is I just wanted to let you know that every week I tell you, text me the word podcast or coach to 501-222-3362 or send me a message on Instagram. Both of those ways connect with me directly. And if you've ever had any questions about my one-on-one coaching, you know, on this podcast all the time, I talk about my clients and the results that they're getting. And perhaps you've thought to yourself, well, gosh, what does a coach even do? Or gosh, I need to level up and I need someone to help me get to that next level. If that's ever something that you have thought about, text me 501-222-3362. Ask me any questions. That is a direct connection to me. You guys, I show up, do this podcast pay thousands of dollars each month to produce it because I love it. I love serving my clients. I love serving you. And I'm so grateful that you're here. So thank you again for listening. If you've never connected with me, send me a text 501-222-3362. Just text me the word podcast or coach. You and I will talk back and forth and I'll be able to serve you in the capacity that I can, or we'll jump on a free clarity call to see if working with a coach is something that you need to get to the next level of life business. You guys, I'm so grateful. Thank you for listening to the podcast and enjoy the rest of the episode. I actually do think that so many people, you know, so many people, especially in the beginning, like you did the same thing. I did the same thing. I mean, I think in the beginning I was charging like 200 bucks an hour or something so stupid, like, like just for the value, you know, and you're the same thing I'm sure with you and your skulls. I was like, maybe I could sell it for this month, but the minute you up the prices, like, and I want you guys to hear this, like, people associate a higher price, like whether you like it or not, people associate a higher price with like a better thing. And sometimes that's not the case. Like there could be a person charging you a thousand dollars an hour. That's absolute dog shit. There totally Mm -hmm. could be, but yeah. And if you guys don't believe me, think about before, um, Instagram had the blue check mark immediately if you saw someone who had a blue check mark before you could pay for it if you saw someone who had a blue check mark mm-hmm. you immediately associated them with being of some importance yes. or people who had hundreds of thousands of followers why do you think even the big dogs were paying for their followers because in your brain you immediately and every single one of you listening to this are associating with someone being more important because they have more followers that's definitely yeah. not the case but in your in your world, especially if someone's selling that skull for $50 and someone's selling that skull for $5,000 in your brain, you immediately think the person selling that skull for $5,000 is better. Yeah. And like you said, sometimes it's not always the case. Sometimes but, it's not. <laughs> but more than often, it is the case. And people see that. And, you know, that's just how we are as humans. That's how we're wired you think of the value point and you automatically assume in your head, I'm getting something of higher value. Like I think of those Kia, like Tellurides, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. You put one of those next to a Land Rover. It's still not a Land Rover. Mm -hmm. People are still going to want the Land Rover over the Telluride because of the assumed value that the Land Rover has. They look good. They probably are just as good, but people want to buy the brand. They want to buy the name. And that's where like, value comes in big time. 
Do you think in your industry, and this is definitely pointed to like the creative, I automatically think of like you and Joey and everyone who has that extremely creative brain, like obviously like you're extremely creative. I feel like, and you even wrote it, like when we were talking, you said creatives have a tendency to be in that broke mindset. How did you change that? Because I think whether you're a creative or not, guys, there's a lot of people who are living in that broke mindset. How did you start changing that? You know, I think it was more like the helpful part for me is like rewriting my story because everybody told me how artistic I was or how creative I was growing up. But then all you ever heard was like, artists don't sell anything. They just make things for fun as a hobby and they like give them to their friends or they're starving on the street. And then you think, well, then I don't want to own the fact that I'm good at making things pretty. I'm good at making things beautiful or that you have these talents. So with that in mind, once you start doing, the more you do and the more you keep pushing yourself, the easier it is to break that mindset. Like that's the thing I want people to like realize, yeah, you can do it three times, but that's not going to help. If you do a hundred times, it's going to get easier and easier. And I know it's like when people say like, oh, I can't take a video of myself. I don't, I don't like doing that. Well, then you need to do it like 200 times and you're going to be more comfortable at making a video. You're going to be more comfortable at talking on screen. You're not going to care if you have a double chin once in a while. People are going to laugh at you. It's fine. And show up messy. That's the other thing. Like if you're going to break that mindset, you don't have to be perfect all the time. Because the people that act perfect, they're found out eventually. And nobody likes Amen. that. Amen. A hundred percent. Nobody likes that. A hundred percent. Cassie, like literally shows up. Like you look cute as a button right now or whatever. But every Thanks. once in a while, you will show up and you are the, like, I do the exact same thing. So I'm not saying whatever. Like I am willing to show up like the hottest mess ever. And you sometimes do it. And, but your videos are so fucking good. You guys, I am not kidding. Go follow Cassie. You'll want to buy her stuff just because it's so pretty. But even if you don't, she's fucking the best motivational person to follow. Your videos (laughs) are comedy hour. You're so good. Thanks. I mean, and that was one thing, like, I didn't want to own for a while. Like, I guess I'm kind of funny. Oh so my God, you're hilarious. Why not, let, why not let people see that part, you know? Because I used to think like, well, artists are serious, you know, they're serious and they're deep and they have all these things to say. Well, sure they do. But you know what? Some of us are really funny too. So why not show people that part? <laughs> do you feel like that that's helped you build your brand is that you're just so authentically you? I think so. Because I can tell you this, when I started, like I didn't know if there were other skull artists out there, let's, let's just like take that specifically. Obviously there's tons of artists out there, but I found a few girls that were doing skull art on Instagram, all of them very different than me. But when I started, nobody was showing the nasty, dirty work. Like when stories came out, like we said, I started showing people how disgusting it is because I have to clean all my stuff. (laughs) I had to clean all my skulls, self-taught taxidermist. When I started doing that, people were like, whoa, they were either really scared or they loved it, but it's just being like authentic and showing the whole freaking process, no matter what. And once I started doing that, it took some time, but then everybody else started doing it. It just started a chain reaction. And now 
that's the one thing, like when you start doing something, you have to be ready to be imitated, you know, because people are like, well, if it's working for them, it's going to work for me. And yeah, it might, but it shows people that the dirty is part of the journey and like literally and figuratively when you're talking about my work. You guys, one of my favorite videos of Cassie is where she is literally <laughs> teaching you how to like si siphon. Well, were you siphoning water or gas? Which one was it? I was like, it was God. water. <laughs> yeah. She's like, here, watch this. I'll show you how to siphon gas or siphon water. I was dying. Yeah. I watched it like four yeah. times. It was comedy. <laughs> I... So my husband had stolen my trash pump. If you guys don't know what a trash pump is, just Google it. It's for getting water out of tanks or creeks or whatever. Anyways, he'd taken my trash pump and I was like, shoot, you got to do this the old fashioned way now. So I was like, well, maybe I should record this. <laughs> so I literally, I recorded myself siphoning water out of my bathtub tanks. That's what I affectionately call these ones are the bathtub tanks. It wasn't the nasty ones, but it was the semi-clean ones. And I just showed people how to, Siphon water oh my god it really was a big hose <laughs> it was so good I loved it so much it was so good um along the journey though I know that there has been for you in particular just because of the work that you do I know that there's people that do not love what you do like mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. from the whole like animal side of things and I only talk about this because I think a lot of people feel like it's so easy for a lot of people. Like they're looking mm -hmm. at you now, seven years down the road and the success that you've had, but I'm sure you're still getting it today. Like I am still getting my ass kicked. Like I am six years down the road mm -hmm. and I am still getting my ass kicked. I am still pissing people off. I am still having hard days. I am still getting, you know, whether it's clients, whether it's team, whether it's just the daily mm -hmm. of life, I'm still, I still have bad days. And I think so many people think that they're going to get to the spot where they don't, but like, how have you dealt with the things that you've been dealing with along the journey? Cause I'm sure you still get them today. Like those people are never going away. Yeah. Well, and one thing I've learned too, is to pause. Don't react right away. If you have to take a little while to cool yourself down and think about how to respond to people, if a response is warranted, take a pause. But I have to remember, they're only seeing what's on the screen. And I think even we forget sometimes, you know, as much as people think, oh, they're showing the whole story. They're showing exactly what they're doing all day, every day. There's so many other parts to the day. That's why sometimes when those people come at you, they don't even have grounds to come at you or be upset with you because they don't actually see everything that's going on. They only see surface value. They don't see everything. They don't see the boulder under the water. You know, you think of that iceberg picture where it shows like people only see the tip. They don't see what's underneath. You just have to realize that it's never going to stop. And it's not going to actually get easier the more into it you get. Sometimes it gets a little bit worse, the type of people that are coming at you. Or maybe you'll get that client that maybe you never should have taken on in the first place. Oh my God, please talk about that because it happens it to happens. every single one of it us. It happens. And sometimes too, you think it's a good fit, but then you get into the project and you're like, oh, so you want to micromanage me. Okay, this is going to work out great. <laughs> you just have to realize that if you have 90% good days and only 10% bad days, everything is going to be just fine. 
And you have to look at it that way. It's a game of odds. And honestly, just keep going. Like people, they just want like all these lovely words that are compiled together. It's as simple as just keep going. And the longer you do it, the stronger you become in your mind. I mean, I have my bad days still, I you know, but if that's the case, if it's that bad, take a break for a little bit, walk away from it and start again tomorrow. Yep. A hundred percent. One of the things that Cassie said that you guys, I fully believe to my core, because I feel the exact same way that is in her. Like this is a God. Like when I tell you, I help you live your God given purpose. Like I truly believe from the bottom of my soul, every single one of us has something that they're as passionate as Cassie is as passionate as I am. But so many people push it down because they Mm -hmm. just don't think it's possible. It's not for them. Who are they? All the things. But like, even if Cassie has all of these bad days, even if, you know, monetarily something doesn't work out or someone comes at her, she has someone micromanaging her. This so in her, it's never going away. Mm -hmm. It's never going away. And there is days that it is so hard. I mean, I've had hard days. You have had hard days. We have all had hard days along the way. And just like she said, I mean, you're only seeing 10% of everything. You're seeing her show up siphoning, siphoning dirty ass icky water on, <laughs> yep. on Instagram and selling these, you know, $3,000 pieces of art, but you're only seeing like a tiny percentage of it. The work mm-hmm. that she has had to do to become who she is to create the brand to create the business and I think that that's something that you know we overlook as well like you have had to learn everything from literally picking up a paintbrush painting a skull to now being like oh Shopify is the best business and I've got this client here and this shipping there like I am sure along the way there has been some fucking horrifically hard lessons along the way yes (laughs) very much so well, even like just cleaning skulls, you know, yeah. I, how did you learn how to do that? Uh, I did a lot of YouTube. I did a <laughs> lot of thinking. <laughs> I just was like, I'll try this and then I'll try this and I'll try this. And then I kind of made the mistake of asking too many like taxidermists or, you know, different guys that had done it before. Like, Oh, what, what do you think I should do? Trial and error is how it really worked for me. And I have one other woman that I trust her opinion on cleaning skulls over anybody. And once in a while, I would be like, hey. And here's the other thing. I would be like, hi, how do I do this, this, and this? You know what I mean? Like, we actually have formed a friendship and we respect one another. I'll be like, hey, girl, this is what I'm having problems with. If you have time, if you have the bandwidth, would you give me some advice on this? Because I tell you what. <laughs> oh my God. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry is in your DMs going, hey, can I pick your brain? Hey, can I go for coffee? Hey. Or not not just that. Or they won't even say hi. I got this one girl I want to clean. Like, how should I do it? You know what? That's your next you course, Cass. You could create a video, no, video maybe, course on that. Maybe. <laughs> you could I just, just don't record it all. To that. I could. I really could. I just don't feel called to that because yeah. I'm so interested in like the artistry aspect of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I hope, I do hope one day, one of my ultimate goals would be that I don't ever have to clean them and I can solely focus on just creating, going to shows, you know, networking. And because honestly, that is the hardest flipping part about my business. 
Like last year, I did over 200 skulls by myself with no help. That's a How lot. How long does it take to clean a skull? It takes weeks. Really? But I do, yes, but I do batch cleaning, which that's another thing I've learned. Um, I've learned how to batch them with a certain process and that does make it a lot easier, but easier. But like this summer, that's like my life besides the farm work and being a mom and being a wife. I literally am cleaning, cleaning my life away (laughs) (laughs) because it takes so much time because everything I get, like they just met Jesus. Like that's what I tell people. They just met Jesus or they've been rotting in their grave for a couple of weeks. And then I come and save them, but it takes a lot of time. So I would say each piece, um, some more than others has anywhere between two to 300 hours into them. Oh my God. And And that's being generous because that's just like the work that's not sourcing them. I got to drive to get my stuff. I can't have my stuff shipped unless they're, I'm buying a clean one, like from somebody. Um, but like when they've just met Jesus, you got to go and get them. Like I make a trip to Texas twice a year. I go to Southern Illinois. Like I go all over the place. So that's not even like drive time included. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So, so literally think about that the next time you check out Cassie's website and be like, wow, that's pretty, be like, no bitch. That's like two cents an hour. Like, (laughs) yeah, I actually gave somebody, um, who was asking for like artistic advice the other day. She's like, well, how did you figure out like that you charge $3,000 for a piece or you do this much for a piece, you do this much for a piece. I said, let's just do like basic math. This isn't even like with your inputs, like the cost of the product, the cost of the paint. Um, you know, if you're using a finish on it, if you're buying gold leafing, if you're buying, let's say you use some weird items like wood or whatever, whatever it is, all your inputs I said, here's a $3,000 piece. It took you 200 hours. If you divide that out, that's only $15 an hour. Like put that into perspective. You know what I mean? Like I have a formula that I'm more than willing to share with people about like how to price yourself. But like you need to look at things like that. Let's say it took you 50 hours. Well, now you're making a little bit more an hour, but you have to look at the broad general view of your business, especially when you're like creating art pieces. Like what's the end goal? And from that, like, what is your profit margin going to be? Because that's one thing about, I think, being an artist that people don't think about. There is actually a lot of cost of inputs into what you do. Because you're not picking stuff up for free. Like a lot of people literally ask me if I get my heads for free. It's kind of funny. (laughs) I do not. (laughs) Nor is the paint or anything else. But like, what's the total cost? of every single piece and then what's your end goal and what do you want your profit margin to be and how do you want to be able to live your life from that oh my gosh you know what I, I mean? I, and like I, what's your growth goals a hundred percent I talk about this with clients all the time and you know one thing that I find that people you know maybe it's not this exact industry but it could be you know I have clients from all different industries and one thing that I find with people who are entrepreneurs that start these businesses they start making you know, they start making money. Like a lot of times people start making money because they're super passionate. They start bringing in, you know, uh, this gross revenue of whatever, but they don't understand profit margins. They don't understand their Mm -hmm. numbers. They're just like, well, 
$200 an hour sounds good. I'm like, are, have, have we done the math? Like, do you know exactly what it takes? And so, you know, that's a smart business move for anyone. Like do the math. Everything is about math. How much time, energy, effort, product, when you're selling a, an actual product, how much is that costing you? Because it might, you may sell it for $3,000 and that might be amazing, but you might have $3,100 into it, you guys. Like it is. And that's, that's a losing game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That math does not add up, folks. That is bad math. No. As I tell my husband sometimes, I'm like, that's bad math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And two, I, I noticed one thing like with artists specifically, because like I can actually talk to that. Somebody's like, well, I want to do half a million a year. Cool. So you're going to gross half a million a year. People don't that doesn't mean you get to bring that. home half a million a year. So now we got to break that down for you. You know, there's just things you learn along the way. But like with artists, we're so like, ah, yeah, that'll be great. This will be great. But sometimes you don't think about the really hardcore business parts of it until you really have to look at it. And I say like, get yourself a really good accountant. You know, somebody that's like, they want to teach you, they want to work with you and they really want to help you because that will be so good for you if you get that early on as opposed to later on. Absolutely. Trust me on that. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. You have to know your numbers. Absolutely. You have to know your numbers. And, and, you know, when you are making a lot of like, when, again, when you're making a lot of gross yeah. revenue, when you're making a lot of gross revenue, I think for me, one thing I tell clients who are definitely doing seven figures and above in gross is you have to tax plan. Cause I mean, mm -hmm. it is the, it is the biggest eye opening ever where you're like, yes, I brought in $200,000. And at the end of the year, you're like, like what? I'm a rock star. I, I owe 30 grand in taxes. Fuck me running. Yeah. Like, and then the government's like, you're a rock star. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that stuff is important that I just don't think a it lot is. of people think of. And, you know, people think about these ideas and following their passions, but then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I'm a creative. Who's now a business owner. And I think that people have mm -hmm. to pay attention to that because I just don't think we're taught that. Fuck. I think all kids should be ripped yeah. out of school for a year or two taught about human connection, fucking accounting, yes. like business, let's go life skills that, you know, yeah. thankfully we've learned along the way and, you know, help people with and all the things, but yeah, it's big deal. And people just don't think about it. So, and I do know you still invest in yourself. You're, you go to, uh, Emily Frazella's event, which I need to go to so I can see you. Yes. Well, um, you would love it. I, you, I like to you're try an to RRT, do it. Least... Right? Yep. I'm an RT too. And then I, there was this woman who actually bought a piece for me years ago. Okay. And I kept up with her. I followed her and she actually, she's incredible. Okay. And I can relate to her on a lot of levels. She grew up on a farm. I grew up on a farm. She married a farmer. She built a massive boutique. Like we're talking flipping massive while being a mom, a wife and a farmer. And then she decided she wanted more time with her kids and she wanted to like start giving back to women. So loved her, loved what she was about. I decided to join her coaching group as well. So I'm literally in two different coaching groups. I, it, the, like I said, the one is very women specific. And then she's also, she's very specific about the women she wanted in it. You know, what are you juggling? What's your lifestyle? These things like that. I'm in Arate. And then I try to go to one, like just in-person event if I can during the year, because I think that's one thing too. 
And this is coming from like a perspective of being a mom. Sometimes you don't have all that extra bandwidth and time. So if you know that, choose what you can do and stick with that. Because actually, Shalene Johnson said something. She said it many times on her podcast. I I don't know if your followers maybe know who Shalene and her husband Brett are. But she said one thing that her and her husband never regret, will ever regret, because their children are grown now with their own businesses, respectively. Her and Brett said no to so many things. And I'm not saying that this has to be other people's path, but she says that her and Brett do not regret having severe boundaries. And when I say severe, like very restricted boundaries for themselves with business and the things that they went to because they wanted to make sure that they were there for their kids too. And so when I heard Shalene say that, I'm like, that gives me a lot of permission because that's how I had kind of felt as a mom too. Because sometimes people can overbook themselves to the point where they're going to so many events that they're not actually working on their business. That's just how, what I've noticed anyways. Well, I, as a mom. that's what I said about like even just taking action. Like people are trying to consume way too much and not enough action. Yes like exactly too much consumption folks is causing you you know i'm i'm super grateful that you listen to this podcast but there better be a shit ton of action going with it because that's how you get to where cassie is that's how you get that's how you get anywhere i mean it's not from listening it's not from watching it's from doing folks it's from doing so um I just adore you so much. You guys, please, 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 please go follow Cassie, especially if you dig her art. I just think it's beautiful. And I'm just so, I'm, I'm just so grateful to know you. you. Thank you for taking the time to do this. I know you're a busy mom and you have extreme boundaries. So thank you for making one of them for me. Um, Tell everyone where they can find you, all of the things. So if you want to look at my art pieces, you can go on Instagram or Facebook. It's at Waterlust Skulls. And then- once again, my website, super easy. It's just www.waterlessskulls.com. And we'll Very put simple. it all in the show notes. Thanks. I appreciate it so, so much. Wishing you so much love. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.